Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day, discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. From high atop Mount Soledad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning, beautiful listeners. This is Good News with Cannabis Nurse Heather, and I'm her trusty sidekick, Canna Kenny. And we want to welcome all of you back to our show and turn it over initially to the hostess with the mostest, Nurse Heather. Good morning, listeners, and good morning, Kenny. Uh, And for our listeners, it may be morning, it may be afternoon, it may be evening. You may not be able to sleep, and it's late at night, 2 a.m., and and you're listening to Good News with Nurse Heather and Kenny. Kenny, thank you so much for being here. Kenny, there's so much happening in the world of cannabis, in the United States in particular. Um, We have a lot going on, and... I'm not sure if our listeners are really up on all of the updates. So today, I would love to have you be my guest and help our listeners understand what the heck is going on with all this legalized and regulated cannabis, whether it's medical, whether it's CBD only, or um, the the term that they use is recreational. We like to use over-the-counter adult use, but... um, Kenny, I, I have a question for you. What is happening federally, nationally, and um, at a state and local level here in California? Well, Nurse Heather, I'll see if I can boil that down to 60 seconds or less. You don't but have before to. But <laughs> before I do that, I want to give our listeners some sort of rules of the road and how I use CannabisRadio.com and how I use Good News with Nurse Heather. As you know, I will plug in a show uh, about 11 o'clock when I go to bed, and then I have it replay over and over throughout the night. By the next morning, I've listened to it at least 100 times. So just just to let them know, that may be one way they might enjoy listening to the show. It's good for sleep as well. Uh, but, hey, uh, now it keeps people awake and lively. I'm not trying oh, to put people to sleep unless they may be listening to uh, Maureen McNamara, the goddess of joy. Her voice, I know, puts you sound asleep, Kenny. <laughs> Well, if it's, if it's, yeah, if you fall asleep, it's very subliminal, but uh, yeah, amazing things, Nurse Heather, are happening right here in the Golden State, and because it's so unique and amazing that uh, we felt this is worthy of at least some discussion, um, but I will talk about the federal level because it always comes down to federal policy, and I recently had to make a presentation in front of a, a, a city in California that was considering adopting uh, regulations to allow for both the adult use and the medical use of cannabis. And it was a very good presentation. And they asked about the federal policy. And so I told them, uh, this is where we stand. The Controlled Substances Act, unfortunately, is still alive and still lists uh, marijuana, as they call it, cannabis, as we refer to it, as a Schedule One drug. However, back in 2014, Congress, which can never agree on anything, adopted these continuing resolutions that keeps our budget going 
from one period of time to the next, one year to the next. And that's what happened recently. I'm sure many of our listeners heard over the last week or two how we were reaching that point again where the government was going to run out of money and they might shut down. And instead, they then extended their budget resolution for a period of time. Well, that's just what happened, has been happening now at least five consecutive times since 2014. Congress has voted to deprive the DEA and justice from expending any taxpayer dollars on trying to enforce their Schedule One rules or law in those states that have a medical cannabis program, and they list them out one by one. It's an amazing thing, and it has kept us and protected us from the federal authorities. And so right now, that list includes 28 states that have a full medical program, just like California does. It includes the eight states within the 28 that have an adult use program, as California does. And it includes 16 other states, predominantly red states, I might add, that have actually adopted the Charlotte Fiji laws, which are the low THC, high CBD for children with epileptic seizure disorders. And so we now have 44 states in the United States, plus two U.S. territories that have some form of medical cannabis program, if not an adult legal program. And so as I told this group when I spoke to them, back in the day when I started as a pioneer with California having adopted um, its pro-medical cannabis law in 1996, what I tell them is I can't recite all of it. It takes me too long to recite the list of the states that have a program, so I can tell you there are only six that don't. And those are Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Nebraska, and Indiana. And that's it. And as you know, we wrote the bill for the U.S. Virgin Islands, and hopefully they'll become our third U.S. territory in addition to Guam and Puerto Rico that will have it. So really, when we talk about federal, what I try to say to folks is, look, the ship has sailed. We're not going to see any retreat, even with the Trump phenomenon. Um, We have these 44 states, two U.S. territories. They comprise 95.5% of the U.S. population. And so only 4.5% of the U.S. population lives in an area where there is no medical or any other cannabis-type program. So there you have it on the federal side. Wow. Kenny, that's fascinating. So let me go back. You said there's only 4.5% of the U.S. population who does not live within the borders of uh, medical or, or legalized cannabis. So can you tell me those those states again? What were those states? Because we got to get on these people. They've got to get with the program. Yeah, come on down. Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, and Indiana. And it's kind of funny on the map. Idaho is really the one, only one in the Pacific Northwest, obviously. And then the North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Kansas is kind of in a straight red line from the Canadian border south. And then Indiana, which is just a little bit over to the right, for those of you who can imagine our U.S. map. Wow, that's that's fabulous. All right, so all of us over here on the West Coast, we've got to rally around Idaho, and and let's get them to be the first one, because there's no sense in having Washington and Oregon, and then on the flip side, having Montana, and then, you know, this this poor, 
poor Idaho sitting there all by itself. I know there's patients in Idaho that would like to access this medicine. Kenny, thank you for giving us that uh, quick quick update on the federal national um, information there. Give us- we, well, Baby, got, I have a little more. I got I, more. I know, I was gonna say, we've got a couple minutes before we have to go to a break and show love to our sponsors. Give us some more. Give us some more. All right. So that's the federal side. And I just tell folks that, you know, this ship has sailed. Uh, on the state side, what we have is an amazing phenomenon in California because we're actually seeing a state with 40 million people, 14% of the U.S. population, that is in the middle of writing the new regulations for the Medical Cannabis Regulation Safety Act. And at the same time, they're merging it with the Adult Use of Marijuana Act, Prop 64, that passed just last November. And it's amazing when you get progressive leadership, and California is a progressive state, that embraces the endocannabinoid system and believes in its medical value, it's amazing when they get together and they propose the regulations or the rules of the road. So we've got some very intelligent information. Last week, the the, uh, Bureau of Medical Cannabis Regulation issued its first draft of regulations for medical cannabis The governor has now proposed that the merger occurs with regard to the adult use and the medical use. And it's very smart because we're going to merge the cultivation and the manufacturing and all the production of cannabis. And they'll all be governed by the same rules that will apply safe laboratory tested products that are regulated. And then the only difference will be at the retail level where on the adult use side, you'll have some folks who will purchase up to an ounce with their driver's license showing that they're 21 or older, or on the medical side, they'll be presenting their doctor's recommendation that shows that they're a qualified medical patient. And not only that, but we preserve the right to grow in California so patients can grow a minimum of of six full mature plants or 12 immature plants, and you could still get your medical recommendation for up to a year from a doctor and use that without any other state ID you can use that and it costs about $40 a year. So it's an amazing confluence of issues with progressive intelligent leadership and we're really excited about where California is headed. Wow. Thank you, Kenna Kenny, for making us smarter. I, I, I feel like I know something more now than I did before we started. Um, but it is time to show a little love. You want to take us out? Oh, but I have so much love. And our beautiful listeners who hopefully will hear this show over and over again, uh, please take a moment to listen to the sponsors who allow us to present this information to you. Thanks so much, and we'll see you right after the break. Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin, here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. 
Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. Founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, beautiful listeners. We're here with a good news with Nurse Heather, and I'm her trusty sidekick, Canna Kenny. Uh, we've been talking about a brief update of what's going on in the world of cannabis. And Nurse Heather, it's back to you. Oh, Ken, you, you so beautifully and eloquently explained to myself and our listeners about what's happening with the laws and regulations surrounding cannabis on a national, federal, and and a local level here where we are in California. And I know you have a lot more to tell our listeners, but I do have a question um, specifically for here in California. And I know that you had said earlier prior to the break that um, our governor is going to be merging the medical and the recreational. And some of our viewers or listeners may be a little bit uneasy about that. Um, and you explained it really well that we'll only see a difference at the register where you'll be taxed or not taxed if you're a patient or, or an adult. Um, but I have a question regarding the generational growers that are here in California. We know that California produces the best and most cannabis out of all of the states, and they've been doing it the longest. And we've had a medical program here since 1996. Um, And there are people that their families have been growing for generations. And I would, we, we, as all of us that are in this cannabis industry, we really do stand on the shoulders of giants. And many of these people are those giants, um, whose shoulders we're all standing on. So I just want to ask you, how is this going to affect these generational growers? And are they going to be able to continue working and providing amazing medicine that they've done year after year, season after season under these new regulations? Oh, that's a great question, Nurse Heather. And I might embellish what you said in the very beginning, which is, yeah, California currently produces about 60% of all the cannabis that's produced in the United States on an annual level. And in fact, the best and closest estimate that I've seen is the market value of that product is about $27 billion. That's currently. And actually, the cannabis is listed as an agricultural commodity. It's not a food or a drug in California under the new law. It's an agricultural commodity. And that agricultural commodity in a great state that has amazing agriculture 
has greater value than the next five agricultural crops produced in California combined. And as you mentioned, we have a history uh, because we fought through prohibition and been on the front line of that of our generational growers, many of whom are in the Northern California region. And fortunately, many of those growers are already, if they have their own land, are probably on land that is able to be licensed by the local authorities up there. And so many of the counties in those jurisdictions have already adopted regulations that will allow these growers to almost seamlessly move into the legal and regulated market. So I don't foresee any major issues with that. There are growers who are good growers and they're good folks who may have been growing in places where it would be illegal to grow like on federal land or state land or things of that nature. And those folks will probably encounter some serious difficulties as they probably should. But there's going to be so much opportunity available in California that those legitimate growers who are intent on continuing that, they're going to be able to do it. Oh, well, that's good news. Good news. Thank you, Kenny. Um, so on the flip side of that, you know, we see a lot of people flooding. It's kind of like the green rush here in California right now where people are flooding in to get a piece of this action. And so I just want to get your opinion and um your perspective on is there room in the cannabis industry for people um, who do not really understand the plant or appreciate it the way that some of some others might? Is, is there room for those people in the cannabis industry? Is there is there hope for them? Are they going to come and change everything as some people are afraid of? Yeah, so I consult lots of people. People approach me all the time to how to get started. They've had read some about it. Some of them obviously are profit motivated. Others are motivated by other factors as well. And I always start with, you know, my favorite saying, which is based on all of the research that I've done. And I'm the only lawyer that has actually proven in court that cannabis is safe and effective for multiple medical conditions. We're really on the edge piece of a medical revolution when it comes to cannabis, because all cannabis is medical cannabis. And everyone who uses cannabis uses it for a medical reason, whether they know it or not. And we believe that it will probably serve as a primary tool in our medical tool chest for about 98.5% of all medical conditions, disease, and illness. And so when I meet with these people, the first thing I have to have them buy into is to understand the, the beautiful plant that we have and its remarkable medicinal value. And how it can reshape in a healthy way the lives of really the entire U.S. population and the world population beyond that. So there's, there's part of that indoctrination that has to occur. And fortunately, my experience has been even those who are coming in because they recognize that this will be a major, major, major industry. Obviously, a lot of money from Silicon Valley is flowing into it. They believe it's bigger than the Internet. And it is because we have a $3 trillion cost of our healthcare system just in the United States alone. And cannabis can be the solution to so many things. So yeah, basically what I advise all of them is there's plenty of space in this market. Uh, eventually it will build out to the point where we'll be able to buy a gram uh, for a couple of dollars a gram and people will still make money. People will be a lot healthier and they'll be a lot happier. Did, did I, I answer that question? 
You did, Kenny, but I want to be able to grow it or buy it in the grocery store. I mean, I want to be able to grow it, too, with my tomatoes and whatnot. But, you know, I, I want to be able to gr gr buy it in the grocery store right next to the basil, the cilantro, the onions. Do you do you think that'll ever happen for me, Kenny? Absolutely, Nurse Heather. I can almost guarantee it because it's the the plant itself is no different than other plants that growers grow that have other values, medical values in some instances. Um, and those are extracted in the same kinds of ways that cannabis is extracted and then infused into pills and other, other things that you'll be describing in one of our next shows, Nurse Heather. And when everybody discovers that you have, since 1995, we've known you have a humanoid system. And so the plant is specifically attuned to nutritional supplement that our endocannabinoid system use. So it's it's really a nutraceutical. So when you folks out there, our beautiful listeners, you go to the grocery store and you see piles of vitamins on shelves or your local uh, drugstore, the same thing, all available over the counter. That's where once everybody embraces the scientific knowledge that we already have and we've eliminated some of the vestiges of prohibition, then I think you'll find that virtually every place will be carrying as a nutraceutical or a supplement uh, many, many of the uh, great cannabis products that we have, maybe even flour. I love it because we all know that cannabis itself is non-psychoactive until it's been heated. And you know how much I love my cannabis juice in the morning, right, Kenny? Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly it. And so they did a UCLA study that we've talked about before where it showed that those folks who had exogenous or cannabis in their system, either by smoking it or some other methodology, had a five times greater survivability than those who didn't from a traumatic brain injury. And that's very profound because of all the work that you and I have both done with the NFL and with our great veterans who've come back with traumatic brain injuries, is that this is actually a preventative. It's uh, it's one of the most remarkable medicinal drugs that there is. And so even our kids who could juice it without any psychoactive effect can bolster their system before they go out and play a rough game of football, for example, and protect their brain all at the same time. Comes down to uh, the patent that says the cannabinoids are neuroprotectants and antioxidants. And those two words for a professional mean uh, preventative medicine. So thank you, Kenny. I think it's time for another break. And then uh, I've got some more questions for you. So let's rush back. All righty, Nurse Heather. Beautiful listeners, please take a moment and pay attention to our sponsors who allow us to present this information to you. And we'll be back with good news right after the break. Good news with Nurse Heather will return. But first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah! 
Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, beautiful listeners. This is good news with our amazing cannabis nurse, Heather. I'm her trusty sidekick, Canna Kenny. We've been talking about what's going on, update in the world. I've been monopolizing the conversation, but I'm going to toss it back to nurse Heather to get us on track. Well, you're not monopolizing this conversation, Kenny. All of our listeners are fully enjoying basking in this ray of knowledge that you are beaming down upon us today. So thank you for all of this great information. Um, My next question for you, though, I I mean, you know what's going on presently. You've been around, so you know what's happened in the past. But I just want to know if you can gaze into your crystal ball, Canna Kenny, and give us a little insight as to where do you see cannabis and the industry and and just our perceptions of this plant medicine in general where do you see this going in the next three to five years and then if you want to take it out beyond in 10 years go for it yeah in in three to five years we will have cut in half if not more the uh use of opiates and they will be replaced by cannabis the states and localities that are experiencing these horrendous, uh, terrible, horrible issues of, of uh, heroin and opiate uh, overdose and dependence will find that the latest studies show that that opiate dependence will be replaced by cannabis because cannabis, we have 10 times the number of CB1 receptors in our brain than we do opiate receptors. With opiate receptors, that are located on the brain stem and they get overdosed that results in a shutdown of a respiratory system and they die well with cannabis they're not associated at all with the brain stem and so they can take care of all of the pain issues that we have without the horrendous dependence and overdose issues that opiates have uh, we'll be in a space where People will be using cannabis, and it may take a little longer than three to five years. They'll be using it 
in the forms that Nature Nurse, for example, one of the great companies that are out there in the marketplace provide, they'll be using it all different ways. Uh, I took care, was a caregiver for my father with Alzheimer's. And for example, with Alzheimer's disease, cannabis reduces that agitation that they have. And it basically, I describe it as a parting of the clouds, you know, and it's so much more enjoyable for that life experience for a condition that has no cure and even for the caregivers the the sons and daughters or children and grandchildren who take care of their older parents with alzheimer's uh, you're going to find that cannabis at that point in time will be treated essentially as a nutraceutical and people's health will be restored off in the future there will be cures for cancer that will come directly from cannabis because we know that it causes apoptosis, meaning it kills the cancer cells but survives and leaves intact the healthy cells around it. And so it's all medical. And I understand people will say it's recreational, it's all these other things. But like I said, all cannabis is medical cannabis and everyone uses it will use it for a medical reason. Our 40-something age population and up who desperately need to have cannabis their lives will be enriched because they will all be taking some formulation that includes that. And the regulatory burdens will probably ease considerably because we'll now, having removed the prohibition haze, will now understand that this is an important medical product that is safe. Nobody's ever died from an overdose in 5,000 years of recorded history. And cannabis is the stem cell of life. Wow, that's profound. Um, you, you have me speechless and that's not a good thing for a podcast, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. So I've been down this trail for a long time and just to share with our beautiful listeners, I've been a practicing lawyer for 37 years and I've been focused solely on cannabis for 10. And so besides owning and operating various, uh, dispensaries and grows and things of that nature, I've also been at the forefront of some of the legal work that's gone on on all different levels. And it's my mission to make cannabis as safe and accessible as possible because I know and believe and have proven in court that it will do all of these amazing things that we've described. And you, Nurse Heather, at the vanguard of all of these issues because you are the clinical expert in the therapeutic use of cannabis. Well, thank you, Kenny. And, and you know, I'm able to do the work that I do thanks to people like you um, and you in particular for allowing me as a nurse to feel safe with the legalities of the that we're doing to be able to help patients with this gentle plant medicine of which has taught us about ourselves revealing that we have in, an endocannabinoid system. This plant is also teaching us about the benefits of other plants, of other therapies that we provide. And I so look forward to another podcast where we can, uh, episode where we can talk about the good news that cannabis is bringing forth for our health from a nursing perspective. Kana Kenny, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Um, where can people get a hold of you? Because you indeed do assist people with getting started. So, where where can folks get a hold of you personally if they wanted to learn more? It's so easy, Nurse Heather. It's SoCal, like Southern California, 711 at gmail.com. That's Kenny, my name, 
SoCal, S-O-C-A-L 711 at gmail.com. I'm happy to get questions from folks all around the country and world as I have in the past and to let them get the information that they need to be as educated as they can possibly be on the subject. And I love, Kenny, Kenny, that you are a little bit old school and you don't have, um, you know, a website necessarily to attract yourself. You don't have your social media. And to me, that is something that is phenomenally charming because you actually spend your time doing the work that needs to be done. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of the hearts of all of our listeners for all of the work that you do for us. Well, it's been fun, Nurse Heather, and I want to thank you for letting me take some time to share this information with our beautiful listeners. Uh, it has been uh, a great session, and I look forward to our next episodes in the future. And to our beautiful listeners, thank you for joining us for this edition of Good News with Nurse Heather. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook and Google+. Until the next time we meet, have a great day. Love you, listeners. Talk to you soon. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.